Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Silver and Gold! Coming to the ring from parts unknown at a combined weight of 853 pounds, Piccolo and Dr. Zong! everybody for some uh yeah something uh we're just doing a little impromptu quickie show this week we had a little uh round table for snowpiercer uh in the books but um we didn't know uh, we lack participation so um special guest gronky this week is uh joining us and we're just gonna kind of shoot the shit and just talk about some stuff we've been watching and the Snowpiercer episode will just have to happen at another time. So, Gronky, say hello. This is your podcasting debut. Hello. <laughs> Feel the excitement. He's a natural. <laughs> <laughs> um, Gronky, do you have anything, uh, uh, anything you'd like to share with the 14, 15 listeners we might have? Any, any projects you work on? Or I know you have the, the, the coin videos, which I enjoy. Uh, no, not really. <laughs> Zom, if you would like to know, Gronky uh, collects coins and does little uh, little videos of his discoveries. They're they're kind of cool if you're into that sort of thing. It is hot you as do fuck. A podcast. No one is into those things. They're so boring. They get like ten views on YouTube. It's it's me talking about coins for nice. twenty minutes. Whatever. Well, hey, <laughs> listen. What what is the what is the place they can find it? Just in case you might pick up another couple views. Uh, the the address is bitsoncoins.wordpress.com. There you go. <laughs> hey, I think it, I think it's interesting. Okay, and, thank and you. They, they they are they are like an acquired taste, I would probably say. But yeah. especially if you like to his, the history of this of the coins and stuff, it's pretty cool. That's why I like it. So I like those um, ones that have like the chocolate in the middle and the the foil. <laughs> yeah, the gold, oh, that like chocolate's gold. always really shitty. Yeah, um, but still, it's like the, one, the bubble gun one. I like the bubble gun ones too, actually. Yeah, I don't like this. Um, so, how are you, gentlemen? Uh, Gronky, we'll let you. How was your, how was your week been? Your uh, well, your your lifetime of without podcasting. How's the how's the job? How's life? How's the weather? Uh, the weather is humid as shit. God, it's so bad here. So Gronky lives near the near nearby. We used to live right down the street. Now we live about thirty minutes apart. So Asshole. yes, it is still humid as shit here too. <laughs> Do you guys have anxiety about like uh, separation? Well, no, because really the, the only time I'm I'm very antisocial, so the only time we really hung out was during wrestling pay per views. <laughs> so so he would come over and watch, and uh, but now I didn't even. I, I didn't even know if I was going to watch the last one, so that was one thing I did do this week was watch the Battleground pay per view, and it was. Not very good. Is that a vibrator? Was Battleground, that was the new <laughs> WWE one. Did you one? hear that? That was yeah. uh, 
That was our dryer. I have the door. Oh, closed. I could still hear that. <laughs> Sorry. What are you saying, Zom? Is Battleground the new new like newest WWE? Um, yeah, they. One? I think they did. I think the first Battleground was last year. Okay. Um, no, I'm just saying. It, I mean, it, this was like live. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It was this past Sunday, and it was. Okay. Exactly. It had one r- good match to open up the Wyatts and the Usos. That was a fun one, but the rest of it was pretty lackluster. How were the very, Divas matches? The Divas matches were brutal, not <laughs> good at all. Um, I even hate saying Divas matches. It's so stupid. Um, I don't know. It. Ugh. Yeah, and it was almost the exact same finish to the world title match as the Money in the Bank with Cena being dead the last 20 minutes and then rushing in and doing a move real quick and winning. So it was almost the exact same finish with their match this time. So, yeah, it looks like they're sticking Roman Reigns with Alberto Del Rio now, so maybe they're already burying him. Who knows? Uh, um, so anyway, sorry to interrupt. Oh, wrestling talk and a burp. Yeah, what else have you been up to? All we do is talk about comic books and we can run everybody else. I have been painting a lot, but I do it in my shed, and the air conditioner in there is broken, so I just basically (laughs) sweat my balls off. (laughs) I I need to get back into painting. It's been a long time, and now I have some room and some time and some sadness, so... Yeah, uh, but... You're colorblind, so I don't know how I that fuck you're saying. Oh, I got it. I have this this train wreck of a painting I did in high school where we're supposed to just take a picture of landscape and a photograph of landscape and then paint it. Well, I did a I did a picture that I took at the beach and I had to mix my own sand color. I totally fucking made it green, and the teacher said. Um, did you mean to make the sand green? And I was stopped for a second. I'm like, yes. It's art. It's art. You <laughs> yes. just wouldn't understand it. Yeah. So I, I, that was a, yeah. I didn't do too well on that one because I had green sand, but. It was uh, expressionism. It, you know, you could just explain it. Yeah. Bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I need to get back into it. I, I, in cleaning out while moving, I found all my old, uh, you know, cleaned out a bunch of old art stuff, found my old oil paints and stuff. So got my, uh, Got everything right here, so I'm, I'm 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 almost there. I've got my old rug down. I can I can do it if I just get off my lazy ass. So, uh, Zom, how have you been? Uh, I'm doing all right. Um, just kind of watching some movies, and uh, we have tornado warnings going on right now. Oh, uh, weird in the mountains. I know, but still, here lately we've been having some. T- we we hadn't had a tornado since like 1940. And Jesus. we've had like three or four uh, here recently, and we have warnings like right now. Where it used to be, they'd say warnings, and you'd be like, hey, pff, you know, pff, uh, tornadoes. But now they actually like swirl around and tear up trees and stuff. I, I blame it on fracking. Oh, now that's there you go. <laughs> Wrestling, burping, radical, radical leftist talk. I haven't farted yet. Okay, well, um, I'll just add so we can get the full meal deal. I read Secret Avengers number five and Wolverine Two Months to Die number ten. Yeah, and they were both fucking awesome. <laughs> oh, uh, since we're nerding out here, I'll let yeah. you know that uh, I uh, last week I just finished watching the Internationals, which is the Dota Two International Tournament held in Seattle. It was live. It was live on ESPN. It's the fuck a, is that? Com- it's a computer <laughs> game. It's a computer game oh. called Dota Two. Dota. And the prize was ten million dollars. And it was Jesus. actually it was actually on ESPN. 
So it was televised. Maybe I start playing some games. And, uh, what kind of game? What kind of game is Dota Two? Um, I'm going to use some term. It's 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 a it's a it's called a MOBA, M O B A, multiplayer online battle action, and it's like kind of like Starcraft or Warcraft. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. like a, a map, and two teams go after the other's base, and it's Zerg Rush. Yes. <laughs> And uh, I watched that, and I was the only one watching that that I knew. So I had nobody to talk about it with, and it was oh. very depressing, and I felt like a loser. So. What did you tell us about it? I actually saw a documentary about some of these teams and going to these huge tournaments. And the fir- the, the, I think the documentary was the first one where there was a million-dollar prize. So now you're saying this was, was that called? Was that the documentary Free to Play? Fucking A, right. <laughs> yeah, that was by the same company that puts on that tournament. So that was Valve Corporation that made that. So that was about Dota 2 probably. Um, and so this that was last year's internationals tournament. And so this year the prize pool was up to $10 million. So it was the wow. biggest Can prize ever in video games. Can you imagine being a nerd and a gamer and your parents always busting your nuts saying, why don't you get outside and do this and do that? And then you fucking like... After you leave home and all this shit, and you don't talk to them because they made you like a, a neurotic mess, and you won ten million fucking dollars, and you can go back and like piss in your dad's face, and when he tries to punch you, you're arrested. You know, my awesome. my dad used to say we had Nintendo itis. It was very clever. Mm-hmm. You guys got Nintendo itis. You need to go outside. <laughs> yep, he got me. Well, those yeah. teams, those games are uh, dominated by Chinese teams. In fact, the the two teams that faced off in the final match were both Chinese, so the Americans all got eliminated. So Chinese are like the Kenyans of uh, video gaming, basically. The, so. the Kenyan runners or the German soccer players of exactly online gaming, or the bandana wearing lesbians. What? She's sitting outside right now. She's actually by her mailbox. I don't know what the fuck she's doing. I can see her from here. Is she Pretty interacting weird. with the camper in any way? No, she's just on her phone. She's <laughs> playing with something. I don't know what she's doing. It's very weird. Uh, neighbor talk. I live in an apartment complex now, so I have all kinds of neighbors. My neighbor, uh, so I like to come home and be antisocial, as I've already said. Um, and I ran into my upstairs neighbor outside a couple days ago. And he's like, oh, hi, my name's Kyle. I live right above you. I'm like, oh, how's it going? Blah, blah, blah. And... Um, so later in the day, I heard a knock on my door, and it took me uh, a second to get to it. And he had left a six-pack on the door and said, like, welcome to the building. So now I kind of feel, like, obligated to be, like, really friendly. Dude, <laughs> you know, it's do a, not he, even he start. to have gay sex with you. That was, don't, even that was fucking, don't even let it go any further than that. So, I mean... Be standoffish. What's the, what's the etiquette now? Like, do I, do I need to drop something off at his door and say thanks? No. Or do I just, like... No. no, just say, just, like, if I see him outside, do I thank, do I thank him? Next time he comes to the door, put on a bathrobe, but like loosely tied on, and so like talk well, to him, and anyway. like your wiener will hang out every so often. So just kind of like Set let the it six pack back in front of his door, and go put and put a note on it that says, uh, "Thanks, or, thanks, but I've been uh, clean and sober now for." You know, like ten, uh, five or th- uh, three months or something like that, or Ever drink it all. The leave family. the empties. Leave the empties in front of his thing, and leave him a note that says, "Thanks, I was clean and sober for three months." <laughs> maybe Asshole. I'll maybe I'll leave empties on his doorstep with the note, and I'll piss on his front door and jack off all over the top of the cans. <laughs> well, it's bottles, and it's nice beer. It's like a black lager. It looks it looks nice. 
piss Leave in the bottle, reseal naked. them, and then put them back on his door. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Stick one like of the a... bottles up your asshole and get poop on the end of it. And, and he's a and, say, and he's are you a, interested? He's a Pirates fan, Zom. So there you go. Uh, um, is, he, is he hot? Uh, no, he's not my type. <laughs> he doesn't look like he doesn't look like Clooney. He doesn't have big floppy oh. titties. He might be an MMA fan. <laughs> MMA. Um, wear tap out shirts. I haven't. I've only seen him once, and he was not wearing a tap out shirt. But I just, I don't know. I just have the feeling like he seems hey, like an, you know, I'm sure he seems like a very super nice guy. And nobody I've ever li- in any place I've ever lived has welcomed me to the building with with beer. Yeah, me so. neither. And that's why it's fucking weird. <laughs> Especially since it's a dude. I don't we didn't know. tap out, Alex. What? Jesus Christ didn't tap out. Jesus Christ didn't. Ta- well, he did gave, you he did. see? Um, <laughs> Snowtown? Yes, I did. Okay, you remember the brother at the beginning, the older brother, what he did to the younger brother? Ugh, yes. Yeah, think about that. <laughs> okay. He might All put right. you in some kind of a fucking uh, Shenanomaki sleeper hold and you wake up with a sore butthole and a broken <laughs> hair bottle inside of you. Um, and uh, what else happened with me this week? I feel like, oh, I bought a Wii U. And um, so... It was totally on a whim, and I was looking online because I closed. I, I closed on my house, and so um, to celebrate, I was like, "I'm going to go fucking buy myself something." <laughs> and um, so I went, and I the only one I could find was about thirty minutes from here. So I went to go. I went to buy it, and I picked it up. Blah blah blah. Everything fine. Very easy. I went to the. I went to the GameStop next door, and I bought a fifteen dollar game, a little zombie game, Zombie U. So I get it home and I'm setting it up and these these the Wii U has this control this giant controller with a touch screen on it. Uh-huh. And with the you set it up with the controller. So uh, I had to go through that process to get in setting the date and all that stuff and it ran an update. So the update went through then the, then the system restarted and when it restarted the fucking controller would not connect anymore and it would tell me, "Oh, can't connect. You need to get closer to the console." I'm like, "Okay, well, what did I do?" So I put the thing right on top of it. I tried everything. I called tech support and blah blah blah. I could not get it to work. It lost pairing totally after the update. And so a system I've not even gotten to touch yet, I've had to send in now to get it repaired. You've already because bricked it. I already bricked it. The The next closest one I looked online, the next closest one I could find was an hour and a half away. I was like, I am not fucking driving an hour and a half to return a stupid video game <sighs> console. I'll just, I'll just send it back. I'll be an adult about it and stop being impulsive. And that's what I get for, that's what I get for trying to treat myself, I guess. So. Yeah. I was just thinking about that the other day. It seems like every time I buy something, especially, I mean, especially something online, I could buy, I could have a pair of Adidas fucking tennis shoes and they're my favorite i love them they're the most comfortable i wear them all the time and everything and then they wear out i throw them away so i get another pair the exact same size everything and <laughs> when i get them they don't fit they squeak uh or something there's there's always something if i buy something goddamn motherfucker as soon as i get it i'm all excited i open the thing up i'm like okay what's gonna be wrong with it never the same <laughs> it's just bullshit i bought a pair of fucking pants that are this size waist. Then I go and I fucking get another pair of pants that are the exact same size, and they don't fit. <laughs> now, aren't inches or centimeters or millimeters or whatever? I mean, a, a measurement is the same. How that the is the fuck? beauty of that. That is supposed to be the beauty of men's clothing is that we are measured in inches, not numbers. So we should be able to uh, 
guess pretty accurately, but yeah, know. but I, I don't get. Well, you know, you have the different you have the different cuts. Maybe you, you stretched the, the ones you have you're wearing now. Oh, they're great. You know, when you first take them out <laughs> of the dryer, they're kind of tight. But then yeah. once you yeah. wear them for a couple of days and they're all stretched out, that's the best. When you fart through them a few times, get the, <laughs> oh. get, get that oh, g- yeah. denim filter. <laughs> yep. I wear them for a couple of days and I could fucking pull them off without even unbuttoning or unzipping them. They get so <laughs> loose around the waist. But when you take them out, I feel really fat when I take them out of the dryer. And I'm like, God, I'm fucking fat. But after a week... Or after like a couple of days or whatever, I'm like, man, I'm losing weight. Just because they stretch uh, out. <laughs> so um, I guess we'll just uh, we'll talk about some movies. We'll we'll keep it kind of movie related. This will be a short show this week, but um, mm-hmm. and uh, we didn't want to we didn't want to uh, waste Gronky's time here. So we'll just talk about <laughs> Gronky. If you want to start off here, we'll just talk about some movies we've been watching. If you liked it, if you didn't, maybe we've seen them, and we can all chime in and just bullshit and then chime. Give up. <laughs> All right. Uh, I watched Transcendence this week. What's that? That was the movie with Johnny Depp, where he you know, like Johnny Depp becomes what's a up computer. With this must- if you can't grow any better of a mustache than what he grows, <laughs> it, it. I mean, what the fuck? I was just looking at that movie. That's why I said when I said, "What's that?" I actually know what you were talking about. Um, he looks like the kind of guy that. His mustache looks like the mustache I grew when I was 12 and wouldn't <laughs> shave off. And my dad's like, shave that shit off. It looks stupid. Like you just have little fine hairs. What uh-huh. the fuck? He's, he's got, got a patchy. He definitely has patchy facial hair. Yeah, yeah he's I, got have a patchy that, I have that same problem. That's yeah. why I don't try to grow beards. I, I can tell just by like talking to you. It kind of sucked. I thought it was going to be good. I got a nice cyberpunk vibe from it at the beginning, but it sort of spiraled into shittiness. Mm. Um, yeah. It, it had Morgan Freeman. You know, they needed a black guy to say things about science, so Morgan Freeman <laughs> was in it. Could he be the guy and Johnny Depp be the black guy that's the sidekick? Yes. Um, Rebecca Hall was in it. Uh, she's kind of cute. Um, do you know her? She was in Prestige and whatnot. I'm sure yeah. I would recognize her. You, if you Googled her, you would recognize her. Rebecca Hall. Was she Bales? Oh, yeah. She's got a big mouth. <laughs> yeah. Paul Bettany is in it. Um, it's, yeah. It's directed by this guy, Wally Pfister, who was the director of photography on an ass load of movies, including... I think the F is silent in that. Well, he, he was the director of photography on all of the new Batman movies, and then this is his directorial debut. So what did it look so pretty at least? If you're fisting a girl, it would just be fisting. <laughs> it, looked, it, looked, it looked okay. It it's looked good. It, it really stretched the limits of science. It was kind of stupid at the end. So yeah. Did... um um. Oh, I just totally lost what I was going to say. Oh, speaking of the the, the cyberpunk thing, as f- finally, I guess, as a uh, <laughs> we're going to have to cover the two movies you want us to cover for. Thanks for helping us out with the show this week. <laughs> yes, yeah. he's he's been asking ask us that. to do a couple cyberpunk movies for oh, yeah, uh, for. A, so we're gonna have we're gonna have a couple shows between now and then, but but now now you're gonna have you're gonna nail us down on it this time. So we're oh, gonna yeah. have you on the show recording your strange your days and giant mnemonic. Strange Days and Johnny Mnemonic. You heard yeah. it here first. We're going to have to do those in, in, very soon. All right. Anyway, continue. 
Um, let's see. I also saw um, Oculus, which was awful. <laughs> that was um, from the famed WWE Production Studios. Mm. Um, there were no wrestlers in the movie, so mm. it had uh, Katie Sackhoff in it. And Rory Cochran, who you may know from Days and Confused. He's he's a that guy. guy. He's a that guy. Like, if you Googled him, you'd be like, oh, yeah, I know who that is. Kind of like Rebecca Hall. And uh, had Karen Gillian Gillen in it, or Gillen. I don't know what her name is, but she's a very hot redhead. Oh, the redhead from Doctor Who. She is. Yes. Yes. She was in it. Um, And it was terrible. She's Scottish. It's one of those movies where the trailer completely misrepresents what the movie is because if you've ever watched the trailer it's like this movie about a demonic possession and it's all these scary jumps and stuff and the movie is like 95 percent psychological thriller you don't know what you're seeing if that's real or not kind of building up and then there's like five minutes of scary stuff in it and so it was really shitty that's too bad um and then I saw Enemy, which was awesome. Have you guys seen that movie? No, I haven't seen any of these. Enemy is a movie that came out in 2013 and it stars Jake Gyllenhaal, and it's really good. And I highly recommend. Sam, you've seen this, haven't you? What is it? Enemy Enemy? with Gyllenhaal. Yeah, yeah, you saw that. Did Did you like that? Yeah. I liked it a lot. I thought it was. I really liked the uh, ambiance of the movie. Like it was kind of this sort of forebodingness of the entire film. It was really good. Um, the cinematography was good, and the story was kind of wild and out there. So I'm trying to. F- I wish I could find somebody's sort of in-depth film theory analysis of the movie. But uh, I thought it was really good. I liked it a lot. So, cool. and I've been noticing now that. A lot of these indie movies that come out, I have never heard of them because I don't work in a movie theater anymore. Oh, so it's so depressing. I don't, like I don't see them those, anymore. Yeah, <laughs> I don't hear about with, them. With Bollywood and these, like I'm, I'm totally out of touch with like just I don't watch trailers, so that's not helping. And then exactly. fucking like I don't know any of these new movies coming out. That poster looks cool though. The the one with Gyllenhaal Hall on the cover. Doesn't he have like a something on the back of his head? It's a cool looking poster though. Yeah. The only yeah, thing yeah. Uh, I just on like iTunes they have like their new indies thing and that's where mm-hmm. i see and sometimes i mean the shit's really cheap i mean it's like love night like 99 cent rentals just to you know or yeah they you, usually have like indie rental of the week on there so yeah so i mean you can see some some kind of cool stuff but i've gotten burned a couple times i've gotten some 99 cent ones and i thought oh yeah hell 99 cents and then start watching it and turned it off it's like man i don't it's this is 99 cents and i don't even want to watch it <laughs> so, you know, just walk around. Um, so then finally, I saw Grand Budapest Hotel. Yeah. Okay. Now, this could be interesting because I know you're very uh, you're very hit or miss, mostly <laughs> miss on Wes Anderson. Just don't say it would you would be okay with it if it wasn't called Grand Budapest Hotel. <laughs> I know, but I mean, okay, I started watching it with my wife and she didn't know who she didn't know who had directed the film. And so she uh, turned to me two minutes in and, or 30 seconds in and she said um, who directed this and I said isn't it obvious uh, and that's kind of my opinion on Wes Anderson is he's kind of established himself as a quote auteur unquote and 
I don't know. I just think he's he's kind of kind of a gimmick, you know. Does the and the gimmick just doesn't work for you? I don't know. I mean, it's this his gimmick. His gimmick is he shoots straight on everything. Yeah, well, see, you know, I, I, for some, something <laughs> about him has always really worked for me. I, all the way back to Rushmore, the first one I saw of his. Um, but something has always clicked with his movies with me. I've just always really liked the aesthetic of them. I mean, I'd like it. I feel like honestly, he it, it's one of those things where the fans ruin it for me. You know? Yeah. And I feel like Wes Anderson is sort of the people who are hipsters who feel like they know a lot about film. Their favorite director is Wes, is Wes Anderson. You know, you uh, you might not want to listen if you haven't to our, our review because we kind of gush <laughs> over it for an hour and a half. <laughs> Although Zom is about Zom is about as far from a hipster as I could imagine that yeah. people are well, friends with. So. I, don't know. I mean, you're 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 cool, but you're not a hipster. Yeah, hipster, <laughs> hipsters don't <laughs> hipsters don't wear Canadians jerseys. They would for uh, twenty years. They will. Yeah, unless it was like a, a, a Canadian sweater from 1955, maybe. For for those who who don't know, I uh, literally have a degree in film criticism, so I feel like that gives me the ability to be a pretentious shit about movies. <laughs> so yes, uh, yeah. Anyway, it's working. What? This, so did you like them? Did you like? Uh, it was a, it was an enjoyable story. Um, yeah. I I wish he would cast different people in his movies. You know, you're just like waiting for when Bill Murray is going to appear in a Wes Anderson <laughs> yeah. film. Or you know, it's like, the, oh, there's Jason Schwartzman. The oh, there's Owen Wilson, Wilson. You know, and so it was a good story. I liked the the multi layered narrative in it. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't like giving Wes Anderson credit. So <laughs> <laughs> don't do it. It'll come anyway. back to you. And that that is everything. So sweet. Uh, I'm really excited about Zero Theorem. I just downloaded that. Uh, that what? popped up. That popped you mean, up. You mean you bought it? You bought a digital copy of it, correct? Yes. Yes. There you go. Um, it's uh, Zero Theorem by directed by Terry Gilliam, starring Christoph Waltz. Ooh. That does look pretty cool. A computer hacker whose goal is to discover the reason for the human existence continually finds his work interrupted. And it looks really cool. And so I'll be watching that probably next. And I'm excited about that one. So maybe we need to hook up the drop boxes there. Um, you know. <laughs> um, Zom. Yes. What have you been watching, sir? Oh, While you start, see. I'm going to go turn down my goddamn air conditioner. It's 80 degrees in here. Turn it. Oh, okay. Turn it down. Get it cool. Uh, let's see here. Miss. I watched uh, Lenny with uh, Dustin Hoffman, Lenny Bruce uh, biopic uh, directed by Bob Fosse. Um, I like this movie, but um, I will say this. Uh, the first time I saw it, I didn't like it and because I thought it was going to be funny. And I miss what we're talking about. Lenny <laughs> with uh, Dustin Hoffman. Oh, okay. And uh, and I actually read somebody actually wrote a review and said the same thing, uh, except they didn't like the movie at all. I like it uh, because you know it kind of it gives you some insight on who he was and you know that he how he, that he was kind of a shit sometimes. And uh, Valerie Perrine is in it; she's pretty hot. Um, I think it's her first movie. But um, what I was saying was. Um, you would think since Lenny Bruce was a comedian and that he was really funny and he had a lot of, you know, uh, thought provoking comedy and stuff like that, 
that the movie would have funny moments and <laughs> I don't know if it's because Dustin Hoffman doesn't have comedic timing or what, but it's just not funny. And so you kind of have to set that aside and just look at it like a, a character study. So, but it's still, I like it. Um, let's see. I watched the Klansman with OJ Simpson, uh, mm. Lee Marvin and Richard Batten. And, uh, this is a, either a colossal turd or a fucking funny ass fucking movie because it's so bad. It's it's a you know really rural, you know one of those rural uh, movies like they did back in the day like Walking Tall or something like that. Except it is so fucking over the top bad and stereotypical and everything that it just makes you. Like I said, I, I was watching it and I was like, okay, this is either genius or this is fucking horrible. I can't make up my mind. Um, I watched Dom Hemingway with uh, Jude Law, uh, which is a new one, and um, I liked it. It was uh, if you want to watch Jude Law chew up the fucking scenery for about an hour and a half. Uh, he is um, he okay? Is his hair for real in that movie, or is it a wig? Did you see it? I didn't see it, but oh, I've seen the pictures. pictures. Yeah. Um, is that his real, like, really receding hairline? Or well, I know see, he's I always, always had that widow's about, peak. Yeah, I've always wondered about him that he has that widow's peak, but usually over time, the people, the widow's peak just keeps going back, and his kind of stays <laughs> cool and right where it's, it always is. Yeah. So I don't know. But um, he's good in it. It's, uh, he has some Shakespearean soliloquies, except he is a really rude and crude uh, kind of a uh ex-con gangster kind of a guy and it's i liked it and and it um it's funny but it takes a turn that i liked me that's almost that uh see i watched uh the stabilizer with peter o'brien um haven't seen that one in a while and for some reason i decided to give it another look and uh it had quite a few laugh out loud moments uh which is not good when you have headphones on and uh, you're just a bunch of people sitting around you, um, and uh, and I I tried to watch Child of God at the break in the break room today on my iPad. <laughs> well, it's like a uh, there was some stuff with Greg Rainmaker and uh, some some dialogue that uh, Peter O'Brien delivered that uh, literally had me snorting, uh, and uh, a woman that I was working beside of looked at me like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" Um, I watched the self destruction of the Ultimate Warrior. Uh, nice. He's a wrestler, uh, and um, <laughs> what we're gonna a, talk about wrestling? Yeah, this is a, uh, a a paid hatchet job on Jim Helwig by the WWE, uh, and every it's funny because everybody that was interviewed uh, was an, is at the time an employee of the WWE, and I uh, mean. You could just see the people that were like, okay, Vince Vince really wants this to be, you know, whatever. Uh, and I've heard so many people that, you know, on other interviews that uh, said that, you know, he was out there with his views, but that he was a pretty nice guy and that they liked him. Yeah. And on this, they specifically were saying, nobody liked this guy. Everybody hated him. He was a piece of shit. Everybody hated him. Nobody liked him. And I'm like, well, then what about all these guys that I've – Heard say they worked out with him all the time, and they thought he was a good guy. They liked, you know, they thought he was cool. Yeah. So anyway, I mean, if anybody like like I've heard Cornette talk about him before, and he said he never really knew him. But all the guys in Jim in 
Jim Crockett thought he was kind of a joke as far as like yeah. the work goes, but like oh, yeah. people that have worked with him said, you know, he was just one of those guys that was like right place, right time. And it was really nothing oh, yeah. against him. It was like, and I've heard him compared to Lex Luger, a same kind of thing. They, it's like, they saw what he looked like and like, he was not, he never had any intention of becoming a wrestler. It just kind of happened. So it wasn't the, the, entirely the his that, fault. The thing that always gets me is, is when people say, you know, uh, you look at like say Jack Briscoe or Ted DiBiase or something, and those and say those guys are like this guy couldn't wrestle worth a shit. Da, da, da. It's like listen, it's a business. They drew fucking money, and that's all that fucking matters. Yeah. Hulk Hogan had three moves, but he fucking drew more money than anybody. <laughs> he had, he had he four in Japan. Than, yeah, he drew more money than <laughs> Carl Gotch and and uh, and the guys that were the greatest legendary shooter hooker wrestlers ever so you know it's entertainment uh, i watched some lefty uh leftist lefty leaning uh not even leaning it's all the way on the other side um uh, <laughs> documentary called howard zinn you can't be neutral which is really good uh matt damon was the uh guy who um did the narration which you know i didn't really give a fuck about that but you know i'm just uh, i'm uh throwing his name out there just to look cool um i watched a movie at a film festival uh that's going to be released in like a couple <laughs> weeks um called uh, child of god me too weird I, I, were we at the same festival well i was looking for you and but oh. i couldn't find you you know weird. so i just went in and the lights were already off and i was like well I better grab a fucking seat um this was shot in west virginia uh, even though it takes place in Tennessee, from what I've read. Uh, this is a Cormac McCarthy novel. Um, I was really jazzed to see it. It's one of those ones that the trailer really, you know, hooked me. Yeah. And then I read just a little bit about what it was about, and it was disturbing enough that I thought, man, this is going to be great. Um, Gronky, have you heard oh. of this one? Uh, no, I have not. Okay. We I could, wasn't uh, blown away by it. I wasn't either. Now the the performance by I don't know his name. Um, he's quite good. Um, what Scott a, Hayes. Scott Hayes. Yeah, Scott H A Z E. Um, he is. His mouth is just full of teeth, and he is disgusting. Um, it's very hard to understand what he's saying. Yeah, and I thought that kind of took away from it a little bit. Um. Other than his performance, I don't know how I feel about it, and I'm curious if I'm curious if the story would feel if the the if Cormac McCarthy's narrative would feel the same way because I think it was a short story, not a. Well, from what I read, um, when I was watching it, I kept thinking, I wish that this would be from the perspective of say either the cops or the people in the town. And this guy is just a part of that, and he comes in and what happens. But it's from his perspective, and that's from what I've read, that is how the novel is written. It is completely from his perspective. Now, this guy is a fucking complete and total lunatic. Yeah. So it's kind of, you know, how far can you go with that? I mean, And he's very good at drooling and blowing snot out of his nose. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> I'm not shitting you. I, told, I said that. That scene, the big glop of yellow snot started. He's in the woods raving. 
And this big glop of yellow snot starts to come out of his nose. And then when he takes a breath, it goes back up in. And I gagged right there. I was like, oh, my God. You know, out loud, I'm gagging. So then he keeps going, and it comes out again, and it goes down. He's got a beard and a mustache. And this fucking big yellow thing of snot that is as thick as your fucking finger is hanging out over his lip. Okay, now snot coming out is bad enough, but snot Uh. in the mouth or (laughs) getting close to it is bad enough. Then it sucked all the way, like probably. A lot of it fell off the bottom. He sucked some back up, but a lot of it fell off. Back up in, but then it came out again with a fucking vengeance that um, literally I almost threw up. Did you? <laughs> you one of your sisters is is very squeamish about boogers, right? Oh yeah, and I think we probably it must be like a thing. What, what would she have thought about that scene? She would have she would have threw up. She threw up. My friend and I one time in college were watching a porno, yeah, and um, I think it was like Tracy a Tracy Lord's fucking porno. So this is like the you know mid eighties when you could still get her movies, and we were it was the middle of the day, and we're sitting there watching this porno just because we rented it and we like put it in. We were laughing, sitting there watching it, and my sister came walking in, and she I think she walked right by it. And then she came back and she goes, what are you guys watching? And right when she came back in, this guy just bust this huge nut all over Tracy Lord's face. And she started gagging and fucking had to, and like ran upstairs and I think she threw up. She goes, that's not real, is it? That's not real. That's fake. And that, so anyway, but the snot and the booger, I could just speak about snot and boogers to my sis, my <laughs> oldest sister and she will gag and almost vomit. Oh, that's so incredible. apparently that catches because there's times, you know, when you get out of the shower, I always get out of the shower and like, you know, you could be kind of all crusty and shit when you wake up. You get in the shower and all the steam and everything, and everything gets loosened up and everything. So that's when I take the, you know, the tissue, whatever, wind it up, stick it up, in, clean out. I call it cleaning out the pipes because I hate going to work or whatever or seeing somebody in the store that has a crusty fucking booger or some kind of booger or something oh, hanging out. There was a lady in the store today. I was helping this old couple sort some kind of problem out with their iCloud account or something, and she had this like little wispy booger on the end of a nose hair that just kept jumping in and out of her nostril, and I just kept staring at it and staring at it, and it was almost gagging me because I was like, I, I felt it trying to happen, and I didn't know her at all, so I couldn't just say, oh, you got a little, got a little bug there. Oh, I can so bad. see if you say you have a cold and your nose is running, but then you have a tissue or a handkerchief and you sit there and you, you know you're wiping. <laughs> but when you know when you fucking leave the house, I mean, I don't know, man. I, I my first thing in the morning or when I wake up is you know especially if I'm going maybe not right when I get up if I'm not going and doing anything, but if I'm going to do something, there's it's very rare. That because you know you wake up you got fucking bo and you got sleep in your eyes and shit. Now if I'm if I'm desperately needing to go do something like if I'm gonna go ride my motorcycle I don't give a fuck because you know bo you're not gonna smell it nobody's gonna smell it you're riding it'll just, just blow away. away man. But if I'm gonna go to work or if I'm gonna go somewhere I like to fucking I and even if I'm not I would rather not take a shower like if I'm in a hurry and I'm like I'm gonna be late not take a shower hit the pits with some fucking deodorant maybe throw a washcloth on your face or something and and get going because you don't want to be late. But I cannot stand fucking having, like, even if I did that, when I get to work, 
I'll go in the fucking bathroom and fucking clean out my fucking. I hate fucking talking to somebody. My friend, one of my friends was talking to me one time at work, and I swear to God, he had a fucking booger in his nose, and he was talking to me, and you don't know what to say. Well, if you if I've known somebody a while, I have no problem saying because uh, I would appreciate if somebody said it to me because yes. I don't want to walk around and gross somebody else out. So Andy Kaufman used to do this this bit where he would go like on David Letterman or something. Like, it's in the fucking movie with um, with uh, where Jim Carrey played him. He goes oh, to meet yeah. uh, Danny DeVito and he has this fake snot and he puts it like hang like right in his nostril, like it's hanging out, <laughs> and then sits there and has a conversation to see how people will react. I know that that's fake snot when I watch that movie, and I know I was fucking gagging my guts out. I cannot stand that. Oh, that's hilarious. So anyway, that's enough of that. Uh, uh, and the poop. All right, little technical hiccup. And you were saying, and the poop? <laughs> okay, I have, I was going to say, I've never seen someone take a shit on camera but I did see Gigi Allen in that documentary, but it was him like on stage or, you know, it wasn't even a stage because he played at these little shitholes. But he was just, he was naked, he squatted, but it was from the front. So you just saw him squatting and a turd fallout. Yeah, yeah. This is, I, I don't think I've ever seen, I don't even think I've, I don't, I've never was, was that, like Did this. he really shit? Was that really a shit Hell on the fucking, on, Yeah, on... I think he shit. That was gross, man. But it didn't affect me as much as the snot. So I'm Maybe it was not as it was bad. Early on. Well, but not only that, but now I know when my my mom was like be changing my nephew when he was a little baby, that fucking stink, man. That'll make you fucking dead. <laughs> but and, then he, and he digs at digs at his butt crack with a with a dirty stick just to I clean know, his, the because shit off. If you're in the woods. I've taken a shit in the woods because my, you know, my family used to hunt, and so it was the thing where you were supposed to hunt and you had to go, and there was no, you just went, and so you're out there all day and you had to take a shit. I mean, if I didn't have anything and I'm out in the woods and there's dead leaves everywhere, I'd wipe my ass with dead leaves. I wouldn't take a fucking hard stick okay. and scrape the shit out of the crack of my ass. I've and I th- I've done the de- I've done the dead leaves, and let me tell you the problem with dead leaves. You know when you step on dead leaves and they crunch? Yeah. They crunch in your butthole, and then you get leaf particles just stuck (laughs) in the shit. (laughs) Leaf dingleberries? Yes. You get leaf dingles. It's terrible. Well, I have heard my friends say that that, uh, they would use their sock. And I don't know about that because, you know, fuck, what if – I mean, there was times – I mean, if it's cold out, and then you don't have a sock, plus – you're wearing these fucking boots. You know, you're out in the woods. You're wearing a fucking pair of boots with no socks. You're going to get a goddamn blister. at camp one summer, um, it was very early when I started. When I went to camp for one of the first times, and I was scared to use the latrine at night because all it was was a big hole in the ground. So I, um, <laughs> I, snu- I went out behind the tent, like probably like fifty feet, and to take and just took a, and I had a roll of toilet paper, and I just took a shit um, out like away from the tent, and. When I I wiped and I I like stuffed the toilet piece of toilet paper or whatever the couple of wads underneath the like tried to bury it kind of halfway, and it was dark. I didn't have a flashlight and I turned around and just tried to see in the moonlight like where I had shit and I couldn't find it. I was like that's weird. So I went back to the tent and I I started smelling something. I had totally fucking I was wearing socks for some stupid reason <laughs> and I had totally stepped in my own shit with my <laughs> pair of socks. So I went back out and I buried the pair of socks also. <laughs> Well, what are you going to do? I mean, you know, that's life. Um, 
it's an above natural. I must have been about. Tw- I must have been about twelve. Well, there you go. I, I, um, yeah. Well, I was just going to tell the story about when I had this shit alongside the road in the broad daylight, but that'll, that'll. I might have talked about that in the last show. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I watched uh, the Master with um, Philip Seymour Hoffman and God. Uh, the movie is so long. Jockwin. <laughs> I loved it. It was great. It would have been was better like three if it was hours. Yeah, it, it was, was great. A long one. Huh? I've seen it more than once, and I say I did. So I liked it. I've liked it more as I. I think I've seen it three times, and I've liked it more well, every time I've, I've watched seen it. it. Probably about. I don't know if I'd say ten times, but it's between well, six and ten. With you though, when you get a new movie, you'll watch it like three times the first week, though. Yeah, because I get excited. Uh, I like the whole. Uh, the, the the also the. Um, the I'm interested in like that kind of like uh, L. Ron Hubbard and Scientology and cults and stuff like that. Yeah. So that that holds my interest too. Uh, but I liked Hoffman. Uh, it's kind of like uh, Child of God, where Joaquin Phoenix is so uh, weird and <laughs> goofy and everything that I I kind of liked the shit going on around him more than I liked him. Uh, I thought he, I thought he was really good, and I thought he was really into yeah. the character. But uh, and just you know, since Philip Seymour Hoffman passed away and everything, it was kind of cool just to go back and did, watch. I, I like him in just about anything. Did you get to see her? Uh, no, I have did not. You watch that? But uh, it's, it's it's really good too. Everybody keeps every see. I had no intention of going to see it because I just saw the trailer and I thought, man, this is just like meh. But everybody's saying it's so good that uh, no, was that Van Zant? That directed that? Uh, no, I think it's Spike Jones. Okay, Spike Jones. Yeah. So I mean, he's usually pretty good. So maybe I'll give it a try. But you know, what's the you know, eh, be better if Scarlet. He's really good in it. So if you like him, I think you'll dig it. Now that one movie that you said that gave you weird nightmares that had Scarlett Johansson in it. Oh, Under the Skin. Yeah, I watched that this Is that week. The it, one did, it, it was going to. It didn't get. It ended up really not giving naked. me a nightmare. But she was really naked more than once in the movie. And because uh, I saw a picture, and, you could like see her like labia. You know oh, who, yeah. who else shows. was that guy with that weird fucked up face, and that's real. Like she his face is really fish. fucked up. He oh yeah, the guy with face. the tumors all over his face. That's also yeah. not makeup. So he, is it like it's, she's naked, but then they kill it by putting a really gross thing in there, so you can't even have. <laughs> no, 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 no. She. I don't want to. For anybody that doesn't me. know about Under the Skin, I want go in very cold because the way it's unfolded is cool. Don't even read the synopsis. Mm. Um, um, but there's a reason that she, um, shows so much skin in it. Um, and the special effects are really fucking cool. Um, she's, 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 it it takes place in, um, in Scotland and it's really just kind of most of the movie is her driving around and picking up guys and there's a reason why. Well, yeah, no, not quite. Um, the but there's a reason that with that she associates with that with that guy with the with the I mean I don't know what his disorder is called but I mean his face is just gigantic like he has a gigantic <laughs> head because of the tumors like it makes his chin and his forehead and everything just huge but he's got a very normal looking body um uh but and he's not a major character he's just one of them in it but I've seen him interviewed and it's I mean it's a real disorder he has maybe he has acromegaly um, like like Ron Perlman no, I mean it's like it's like <laughs> if 
it's like he has Ron Perlman's face all over his face. <laughs> Lots of Ron Perlman faces all over his own face. Um, I like Ron Perlman. Uh, were you? Oh, sorry. I, I can talk about that in a second. Were you? Were you still? Yeah, that, that was it. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, yeah, I can Thanks. talk about that one some more. This is. This was um, under the skin. Was it was directed by um, the guy that did Sexy Beast, which we did on the show. Um, he did another one with uh, Nicole Kidman that I haven't seen. I can't remember the name of it. Birth, maybe. I can't remember. Yeah, he did. Birth. Um, he. This movie's not for everyone. It's not long, but it's it's super slow. The soundtrack is really cool, but like I said, the special effects are really cool, and it is it is beautifully shot. Some of the some of the dark scenes and stuff, and I really like her um, portrayal of this character. And like I said, don't. Well, let me see. the The synopsis is completely fine. It doesn't spoil it. A mysterious woman seduces lonely men in the evening hours in Scotland. Events lead her to begin a process of self discovery. That doesn't give away anything. Watch this movie; it's really cool. Um, like I like always like those old softcore porn movies that they have like on Netflix and shit. And it always this, says something like that about uh, yeah. a young. It's like uh, <laughs> Rochelle, Rochelle, you know, a young girl's uh, self discovery. You know, Emmanuel in Milan. I'll just say the movie, the movie opens with her uh, completely naked trying to drag a corpse through an empty room. So it's, I mean, yeah, she shows it everything. Um, and I think she was pregnant when they started filming. You can't tell it yet. So Well, I think the weird thing is that she has like an incredibly normal body in it. I like, I like her nor- incredibly normal body. But it's That's interesting. Weird. It's interesting because it's built up. You know, she's obviously been built up. Well, it's yeah, like a like symbol in of that movie. beauty. And she's actually... Well, like she's kind of chubby. I mean, she's like got a normal looking body. You what's know? the uh, what's the movie she's in um, with? Uh, was it Don John? Yeah, yeah. Where they totally like like the pants and the shirt she wears in that movie. Like you would not look at her in this movie and think that was the same person. Yeah. Um, but she play like. Yeah, it's it's this is good. You should watch Under the Skin. Um, it's been a couple weeks, so I can just kind of skim through. Um. I did. Uh, I, f- I watched a couple of uh, French New Waves. Um, actually, there's not a French New Waves. I watched. I watched uh, Cleo from five to uh, from five to seven, which was kind of a random Hulu Plus pick. Um, this is a pretty cool movie. It's almost in real time, and it's about this uh, this woman Cleo, who's a she's a singer, and she's on her way to the doctor late on a Friday. Oh, that's a criterion. Get, yeah, she to get what she believes is a uh, cancer diagnosis. So it's like she's kind of freaking out. She it starts off with um, it starts off with her getting a tarot reading and she's crying and stuff. And then like it's just kind of her like going through Paris and just like meeting some of her friends and stuff like that. And it literally takes place from five p.m. to seven p.m. The movie's only like an hour and a half, so they cut you know some places somewhere, but it's almost real time. And it's I, th- I liked it quite a bit. Um, it's the um, I know there's two like branches of French New Wave, and this was like Left Bank. I don't know the story, the difference between them much, except that I think Left Bank were more like um, not as not as not quite as experimental as as like Godard's New Wave group. Um, they were more traditional in their approach, but I like this one quite a bit. I don't, I, the director was uh, let's see. Cleo from five to seven, or Cleo da, or Cleo de, I don't know five or seven in French, so I ruined it. Um, Agnes Agnes Varda. 
Oh, maybe it's a, a woman directed it. Yeah, there you go. Um, good. It was very good. I can go on about that if you'd like. Have you, you <laughs> the French have you New seen Wave. That? Oh yeah, by all means. Uh, so uh, there, the the um, Cahiers du Cinema, which was I believe started by uh, Andre Bazin. Yes, who is one of the famous film French filmmakers. Um, that one had uh, Francois Truffaut and Jean-Luc Godard in it, and those yeah. are the more successful filmmakers, and they were in the right bank, and so they were the more sort of standard Hollywood-style uh, editing uh, filmmakers, and then the uh, left bank uh, were the more sort of eccentric, uh, older uh, ones. Who, okay. uh, why, why did they call it left or right bank? That's an excellent you know. question. Um, I do not know the answer. I'm guessing it has to do with political standing, but I don't know huh. the answer to that. <laughs> cool. I, I, I thought it had something to do with like a river. Is there a river through Paris? Maybe like one, Maybe, one yeah, place. No I don't know. I, I was just guessing. I don't know. Cool. I didn't know that. I, I, I want to check out more because Godard's always a director that I like Truffaut's movies, I think, more, but his those all those movies just kind of interest me. And after we watched The Dreamers is kind of what got me watching some of these. Um, the um, But the, I started watching another Godard one. Uh, what is the name of that one? Uh, let's see. I didn't finish it, though, because I started it really early in the morning and kind of was fading a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Pier, uh, Piero Lefou, Lefau. I don't know how to pronounce it. <laughs> um, is did I did I butcher it? I don't even know. I don't uh, know. I'm not. Yeah, I don't know. But, but it has it has Jean Paul Belamondo in it, and it's supposed to be like a road trip type movie. Uh-huh. Um, seemed pretty cool, but I didn't I didn't get far into it. So, um, um, a woman is a woman is a good one. Uh, un femme est un femme, and uh, Breathless is good. Abu yeah, I've seen I've seen a lot of Godard movies. Um, I I wanted to watch Mon, um, again. I won't know how to pronounce it. M O N O C L E. Is that one of his? No, I think Tati did that one. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah, Jacques Tati. Uh-huh. Um, I'd seen that one years ago. There's a scene that always stuck with me with these like the sound the sound editing in it and this like futuristic house and stuff. I always thought was really cool. Uh-huh. Um, but it's been probably. Fifteen years since I've seen it, so I wanted to see that one again, but I couldn't find it on Hulu. So, um, anyway, let's see. Um, there's a documentary uh, for any sports fans. Maybe we can talk about sports a little bit and isolate some more listeners. Um, the uh, battered bastards of baseball. I saw that, um, and I knew you were going to like that. <laughs> yeah, it was really Netflix. cool. It's. Um, did you watch it or did you just saw it? I on haven't Netflix? seen it. I'm not in the baseball, so. Okay. Well, you don't necessarily have to be. <laughs> this is. Um, it's a story of this, ind- like really one of the la- or independent baseball teams in the United States were really they weren't really around so much at this time. This is early '70s, and Kurt Russell's dad, um, really wanted to own a baseball team. He played the sheriff on uh, was it Gunsmoke for years and years. And um, but he was kind of getting out of acting, and he bought this. Basically, he started an independent baseball team in Portland, Oregon. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. This, and this this is like the documentary of that team, and they were not tied to Major League Baseball at all. But they would play. They were single A level, and they would play all of these 
teams affiliated with major league teams and they would just kick the shit out of them all the time <laughs> but major league baseball just kept giving them a really hard time and blah, blah blah it's a really interesting story and i had no idea that kurt russell actually played professional baseball he played for them too so um but it's a cool little movie it's it's pretty short it's like an hour 20 it's definitely worth checking out it's a fun little documentary you don't really have to be a baseball fan mm-hmm. um it's just like the business side of it that was really cool so i uh i try to only watch sports movies that um combine martial arts and sports like that so, horrible yes martial arts uh, basketball movie you have <laughs> yes. or, or, uh, <laughs> or shaolin soccer or that one's fun you know anything I oh can't did you see else. did you see did you get to see journey to the west yet no Speaking of steven chow you, you you should uh see that one at the local festival uh <laughs> so to speak yes. um yeah check yeah. that one out Festivals um, are awesome, see. but except for one thing is like the people usually have a lot of bo. There's a lot, you know. The one I went to, <laughs> there was a guy real close, and he had bo, and uh, <laughs> he blew snot out of his nose. He looked a Wiped lot. With a stick. It was weird because he looked a lot like me. Uh oh. You're just sitting in front of the mirror. Um, um go ahead. What? You said um <laughs> like you were going to say something. No, no. Um, let's see. I watched. Well, we talked about Under the Skin a little bit. I don't want to give anything away. It's hard to talk about without it. Beautiful movie. Check it out. Um, so, I felt like going to watch Dawn of the Planet of the Apes this week. Hmm. Really, it was last week, but um, but I've been gone for two weeks. The, was it at a festival? It was not at a festival. It was okay. actually at a local theater. Um, so. I had recently purchased Rise of the Planet of the Apes on iTunes. Um, so I watched that. Then I immediately went to the theater and I watched Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, which was pretty awesome. Um, I liked it quite a bit. This is It's good. It's a little over two hours. I wish it was a little bit shorter. Other than that, it was good. I liked uh, Gary Oldman's in it and he's good. And whoever the dude is that plays Gollum and King Kong and Caesar, he does a good job too of his, you know, and it's hard to tell in this movie what is CGI and what isn't. Um, the the apes look pretty fantastic. Um, it's just cool. It's a cool movie. So after I watched that, I immediately went home, and I've now watched six of the seven <laughs> Planet of the Apes movies this week. I, I, uh, I did that with Hellraiser last year, oh, and that no. was a really bad idea because those go down exponentially in quality after the after the first two. So, I've only seen the first two. I've oh my god! They, they're they, all they're on really Netflix. Terrible. They are honest. They are all on Netflix. All of them, hmm. and they are hmm. all bad. And actually, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm hijacking this briefly, but uh, actually, uh, every single one after the second one, every single one was uh, a unrelated horror script that they just bought the rights to and rewrote it into a Hellraiser oh, movie. So every one of them is just. You know, somebody wrote some spec script about like a video game or something. I think that's Hellraiser Hellworld was the one where there's a uh, Hellraiser MMORPG that people start playing and then they, I don't know, fucking oh, Pinhead wow. comes or something. I peed and, next to Pinhead at a, at a Horror Hound a couple years ago. Awesome. <laughs> he was so, not wearing the makeup though. The, the, the last Hellraiser that just came out um, is actually the only one to not star Pinhead. And the reason is that... Uh, uh, 20th Century Fox or whoever the fuck has the rights to this um, realized they had two weeks to make a movie or else they'll lose the rights <laughs> to the franchise. This is a true story. 
and so they busted out this. They asked him if he wanted to do it, and he's like, I'm not doing this shit if it's going to be some terrible-ass movie that's made in two weeks. So they just busted out this movie in like two weeks. Does it have somebody in pinhead makeup? Like It yes. doesn't have the pinhead no, character? Pinhead. No, it has pinhead, okay, okay. but it doesn't, it doesn't have, have Doug Bradley. The, the guy who plays pinhead. Yeah, Doug Bradley. Uh-huh. Yeah, so that's the so this is yeah. So then they're actually uh, planning a reboot of the series. Um, mm-hmm. Hopefully, that could be the first. The first two are still, were really good. The second one's a little silly, but I still like it. The first one's awesome. So yeah, um, let's see. But yeah, I watched. <laughs> I, I skipped the second. I'd only ever seen the first two Planet of the Apes, um, Planet of the Apes, and uh, Beneath the Planet of the Apes. Um, Having not seen, uh, so I bought the I bought the set of the five of them on iTunes for twenty three bucks recently, and and I saw on Target the other day you can actually get the Blu rays for twenty three bucks also, all five movies, and I guess they have little extras too. But so I picked up the I, I bought that that five movie set on iTunes, and um, I'd never seen the last three movies: Escape, Conquest, and Battle. So I pretty much just I I, I uh, marathoned those. Uh, a couple days ago, um, Escape from Planet of the Apes. <sighs> that might be my least favorite, but there's really there's parts of it I like a lot. And this Escape is um, where I don't know if it's spoiling anything. Caesar or not Caesar? Um, Cornelius and Zira go back in time, so they're mm-hmm. experiencing Earth with humans and like uh, what's his face? Um, oh God, um, Ricardo Roddy McDowell oh, wearing okay. a suit. With uh, <laughs> with the ape head, and I posted an awesome picture of him like on a break uh, with a, a drink and an umbrella and wearing the ape co- uh, makeup. It's pretty funny. Um, he is really good at playing Cornelius and later on Caesar. Um, I was mentioning on the group that I really liked his like facial twitches and stuff that he does, like moving his brows around and stuff as he does the. Um, and and good on him for being in all. Well, it was he, he? I guess he was in the second one, right? I can't remember now because I, I skipped. Uh, he that was. One he was. Uh, Roddy McDowell was not in the second one. I don't think oh. they had to get a different that, guy, the, and I never knew that the, until just recently. The second one was. Um, the second one was mutant humans worshiping a missile, and the gorillas kind of waging a war against them. So the third one is they they escape the planet and go back in time. Then there's conquest. So it kind of reboots the timeline and the, which they're kind of doing with the prequels now. It reboots the timeline when they go back in the past. And then like the conquest of the planet of the apes takes place in the nineties. And uh, this is where apes are becoming like basically like slave labor and they're starting their revolt and then battle for the planet of the apes. This is after the nuclear Holocaust and the, so the way the, the the direction they're going with the new one is a virus. The, in the original, it was nuclear war. Um, but they're, you know, these movies. They're the, you you could tell the the budgetary constraints, but I, I had a lot of fun with them. Um, yeah, but I, the I'm bad thing was that the the first one was so successful, but instead of saying okay, you know, hey, that was really good. People were clamoring to see something else. Yeah, they every single movie. They kept cutting the budget. So can you yeah. imagine if they would have thrown at least equal the equal or maybe a little bit more or equal to what they did in the first one? Well, yeah. You know? I mean, and and the, they were still and good the, and they were still successful, even though they kept cutting the, the budget. Maybe that's why. They're like, oh, shit. We can just put out a piece of shit and out, people yeah. still come watch it. Yeah. But, I mean, they did a lot. You know, I, I appreciate that about um, – 
I guess I guess we can call it pre Star Wars sci fi when they can like really stretch a dollar and the creativity they you know the the creativity really comes to the surface because they you know they had to be to learn to get around it but so something just didn't look totally absurd like the old Star Trek show same kind of thing like you could tell that was low budget but it was still a fun or show or even um, Doctor Who the old Doctor Who's yeah exactly yeah well yeah talk about a fucking low budget. Yeah, like I, you know what? Those first Trek, ones, by the way, <laughs> I love watching the first ones. What was yeah. that? I said I don't like original series Star Trek. Oh, why no. are you even on this show? I, I, and I am a huge, <laughs> I am a huge Trekkie. Like I know episodes of He's Next bit, Gen yeah. DS9 Voyager from minutes of them starting. I know all of them. <laughs> I, I have not made it through original series. I can't. It's two sixties. Like I can't shake the 60s feel of it and it just like ruins it for me it doesn't seem like science fiction oh. i know i'm horrible you should uh, you should just kind of di- suspend the disbelief just watch it <laughs> and enjoy it for what it is just like that's why i like that's why i like old who as opposed to well not as opposed to in addition to new who it's got a different it's just got a different feel and i like i like being able to uh i like that they were able to overcome budgetary constraints to still make stuff that were that was interesting or at least looked cool or fun or whatever, you know? Um, let's see a couple more and then we can wrap things up. Um, uh, snow piercer that we were going to review. I watched that again, bought it on iTunes, 15 bucks. You should do it. Um, I watched drive, but not the 2000, whatever. What? This is the 1997, Mark DeCascos and Kadeem Hardison, aka Dwayne Wayne, uh, martial arts movie. Yeah. Um, this is this is a, for to be a direct to video. This is 1997. This movie was pretty fucking entertaining. DeCascos was just like nonstop the entire time. Um, he plays like an implanted human. Um, he's got some kind of uh, like thing that's supposed to like increase adrenaline and all this stuff it makes him kind of superhuman and there's a group of people trying to basically uh capture him to get that technology what was the name of this movie and he again? drive uh, um it's on youtube you should watch it it's a call it's awesome um the the fight scenes the fight choreography is just really good it's fast kadeem hardison is not annoying which i was not not expecting at all <laughs> he unfortunately doesn't wear the flip up sunglasses but <laughs> Um, Did you but it's um, really add good. this to the YouTube uh, thing on our group? Yeah, it's on. The, it's in the YouTube thread on our group. Cool. Um, so highly recommend that one for just to kind of a direct video actioner. One of the better ones I've seen for a while. That's not a serious movie. Um, and the other one I saw um, kind of on a whim uh, went to the dollar. Th- well, it's not the dollar theater anymore. The two twenty five theater. Fucking assholes. And, uh, Thanks, Obama. Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> And it's funny. It's funny. I put, I counted out my quarters. I have a little change thing in my in my car, and I counted out quarters because I was going to go see this, and I was going to go see uh, the one with John Hamm, where he's like a pitching. He looks for pitching prospects because oh, yeah. they're playing both. And I was I had my I had three dollars in quarters, and I was going to go see what I ended up seeing Lego Movie, and then followed by that, and I had the quarters lined up. And when I got to the front window, that's like buy your tickets inside, all of seats, two twenty five. I'm like, no. So um, I ended up only seeing Lego Movie. I'm really glad I finally saw it. I don't know why I put it off for so long. Did you um, take a, a box of tissues? No. <laughs> yes, to jerk off. Um, the <laughs> it, what? It, I don't know. 
this is this is a um, this is a Pixar movie at heart. Um, it's really cool. There's a little twist in it. Some father son stuff that yes, I might have almost needed a tissue for. That's the jerk off part. And <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> um, Lego movie's really good. This is a buy if you like animated movies, in my opinion. Um, one of my uh, it's honestly probably one of my favorite movies I've seen like 2014. I guess it's a 2014 movie. One of my favorite 2014 movies I've seen. I, I liked it that much. The 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 it's not overly childish at all. Like there's some really funny uh, there's some funny jokes in it. But there's what I really liked about the comedy in it was the timing of it because they did a lot of this, which I'm always a sucker for. But where it's like these awkward pauses, uh, they do a really yeah. good job with that. Uh, it's it's good. It's really it's definitely worth checking out. I'd love to I'd love to pick up something with like extras on it and see some extra stuff. What I thought was and, really um, interesting uh, was how they intentionally like the the frame rate of the of the Lego guys is like yeah, it looks, slower. It, it looks like um it looks like stop motion the way they yeah, did it. Because I thought uh, the the uh, uh I thought the DVD that I had uh, had a bad frame rate <laughs> on it. Um. Uh, but, you mean the, at the festival you saw yes, it? Was it a problem yes. with the projector? Yeah, yeah, I thought there was a problem with the projector, but it turned out that they intentionally like made them have this sort of stop motion animation. Did um, you like it? Did you like the movie? Yeah, I, I liked it a lot. Yeah, um, I it and really I thought cool. it, was, it was really cool. I started reading about it afterwards. Um, was that like all the explosions and waves and you know any kind of liquid or anything, it's all composed of Legos. So like there's really no <laughs> fake or like there's no like cgi shit i mean it's all cgi obviously but when they make yeah. an explosion it's an explosion of lego pieces it's not just like I an explosion the, i think the only thing maybe that was like the the only liquid i could think of was when they used the glue because that wasn't made out of legos that's the only yeah. thing i could think of or whenever well i guess whenever it was any of those uh uh mystical uh, weapons that he would find. <laughs> uh-huh. I think all of those were based in reality for a reason. But uh, this is—it's cool. It's jo- uh, uh, Zom. You should definitely uh, definitely check that one out. And that everything yeah. is awesome song is incredibly catchy, and it gets stuck in your head. So <laughs> everything is awesome. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and that's all I watched. Can and I that's all add, we have for the show. Well, can I what? add a? Cu- I I had yeah. three that I fucking just saw that I for some reason. Let's do it. The pictures Let's talk too. about them. Okay. Well, we'll go quick. Um, one is the Wilby conspiracy with uh, Michael Caine and S- who the fuck is it? I'll see. I have a I have a friend. Speaking of Michael Caine, while you're looking that up, okay. um, she's going to do an internship in South Africa, helping to study sharks. Wow. And I told her, please stab a, a giant shark with a with the front of a boat. Like they do in Jaws the Revenge. Okay, I, I, for some reason, I don't know why I just drew a blank, <laughs> but it is Sidney Poitier and Michael Caine, and you get, uh, I don't know how young or how far into his career uh, he was at this point, but uh, a very young Rutger Hauer. Uh, and this was, nice. uh, you know, in like the, well, fuck, what year was this motherfucker? Sabadoo, 1975. Okay. Uh, and it's pretty good. It's uh, it's one of these ones that uh, uh, takes place in South Africa, and uh, and it, you really get some insight onto how people were treated, and how horrible and disgusting it was. And uh, uh, it's a good movie. Um, what's oh shit? What's his name? Uh, uh, Nicole Williamson, who played uh, uh, 
Oh god damn! <laughs> In Excalibur, who's the uh, the wizard? Uh, Merlin. He played Merlin in uh, Excalibur. Oh. He's in this, and he is a fucking total asshole. Uh, really, very good <laughs> asshole. Um, next thing I watched was a movie with um, <laughs> Michelle Williams called. I just drew a blank on her name too. Uh, it's called Wendy and Lucy. And now this one. Uh, you told me to watch this. Yeah, Emily told me beforehand when I posted that I was watching it at the moment that I was watching it uh, that maybe I shouldn't watch it. Uh-oh. It's really good. It's a it's an indie movie. It's a nice little indie movie, and I really like it. I really like the concept, and Michelle Williams is fucking great in it. Um, and maybe it had some stuff to do with how I was feeling at the moment or whatever. But I actually had to turn it off, and I finished watching it the next day because <laughs> it fucking was tearing my fucking heart out. Uh, and uh, you know, so anyway. But is it's it, is it animal stuff? Is that the sad stuff? I don't want to. I don't even want to say. Okay, I'll, I'll check <laughs> not, it. Not not all of it. Not all of it is, is okay. just that. So it's not like just obvious. You know, okay, this happened. You know, whatever. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But it's really good. I got that um, at a um, a used bookstore in Kent, Ohio, when I was hanging out with Jake McLarge, Huge, and El Goro, and I had this stack of probably about six or seven DVDs that I bought, and I, for some reason I just forgot about them. And I was like, what's mm. this? You know, what's this bag here? And I thought, well, I'll throw it in and watch it. And it, it was really good. It was fucking, it's, I rec- highly recommend that one. Now, the last one, and this is so, okay, I wanted to mention those other ones, but I watched a documentary on Netflix. And I kind of want people to watch it to give me their opinion of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called Are All Men Pedophiles? <laughs> and it's good. Yeah. It's very, it's very fucking interesting. Now, I was posting on my iPad that I was watching that at the time that I was watching it, and I was about 15 minutes in. And I was like, "This is, you know, it's a, you know, of course it's about pedophilia and stuff." And um, God, man, there was a lot. Well, I just said that, and there's this big thunderclap. Um, and it's interesting because <laughs> they're talking about it from an, you know, a psychological analytical point of view and everything. Mm-hmm. And Bryn chimed in, uh, "It's really good, but." It's a hard watch. There's some tough stuff to watch. And right after he said that, I got to a couple of things that I was just like, oh, man, this is, you know, it is hard to watch. But I was surprised because when it's one of those ones, if you're on Netflix and you're just on your Roku and -hmm. you're like searching for stuff, you miss out on a lot because you can only search a certain way. But when you get on your computer and you, it shows you a lot more, and you have a lot more to choose from to add to your queue, which I haven't yeah, done. Yeah, the Apple, in a long t- time. Apple TV is the same way. Yeah, so I got on. I got on. Actually, on my computer on Netflix on the website, and I was like, "Man, look at all this shit!" So I started adding stuff because I was just going from all the stuff in my queue that I have passed over about a million times or started watching and never finished, and it's kind of like, "Yeah, there's nothing in here." Blah blah blah. But I found some good stuff, and the "Are All Men Pedophiles" documentary. It's pretty fucking interesting. So anyway, cool. that's it. I just uh, skipped over a couple, and I wanted to add those. Awesome. Well, thank you, gentlemen, for the um, impromptu show. I uh, appreciate. Uh, um, you know, we'll get the Snowpiercer thing sorted out, and because uh, we couldn't get uh, Gronky to watch it in time, and then everybody else had prior engagements last he minute. He tried. He did everything right except watch the movie. I <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know. And everybody I, else I, watched the movie and did everything wrong and didn't show up. 
Yeah. So instead, like instead of trying to force something, I, I, I'm encouraging Gronky to watch this. And um, I don't know if you read too much in the co- way of comics. I can send you the first volume of the Snowpiercer comic that is based on Gronky if you want. Um, but uh, Zom, definitely read it. It's it's a lot different than the movie. Oh, um, yeah. It's kind of interesting. Now they apparently there's three. I've only seen two translated into English, but apparently there's three parts. But the second two were written by somebody different. The first one was the guy died before they wrote the second one or something like that. So, um, but it's the same. It's the same concept, but a completely different story. Cool. So anyway, uh, thank you for both. Kind of like World War Z for, for joining in. Yeah, <laughs> the best zombie movie ever. ever. Right, right. Um, cool. Um, we we won't we don't have any feed sack or anything. I guess so. Maybe we do. I haven't checked. Um. <laughs> Check out the feedback group. It's fucking great, and it's fucking thriving. Yeah, join the fe- the feedback group. Gronky, are you in the feedback group? No, what's the feedback group? We'll 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 add you. You'll see. Okay. You just go and you give feedback on life. If you had a good muffin that day. Is that like you, a euphemism? Uh, no. Well, it could be. Sure. Why not? <laughs> um. So yeah, and uh, you can join our Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash Silva and Gold, and find our show on iTunes and Stitcher and our website at silvaandgold.com. Um, and send us feed sacks to 206-339-1600 or Podcast at gmail.com. Um, so yeah, so the scheduling is going to be a little iffy. We're going to try to get out a show next week. If not... We're really going to force out this uh, the, our Imbruge and um, Confessions of a Dangerous Mind show soon, and then Gronky's picks will f- uh, follow suit thereafter yes! with the Snowpiercer roundtable somewhere in there. So Johnny Mnemonic and uh, Strange Days will be yes! in there, and uh, the Snowpiercer roundtable, I hope to get together sooner rather than later. We'll figure out something. Um, that's it for now. Guys, do you have anything else? Fucker in the pussy. Yeah, until next time, this is a low foot. Zom. Woot. See you later. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> <laughs>